Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Whitney Nelson. How is everybody today? Doing good. My hands hurt. Uh-oh. We, we do a clap to sync up the podcast, and I clap too hard this time, and my hands hurt now. little oh, peek man. behind the curtain. little seeing the seeing the wizard. That joke like rings a bell. I wonder in two hundred fifty, or we're not at fifty yet, but we're we're damn close. Uh, if you've said that before, and also oh, your hands are frail. I don't know. Absolutely, <laughs> I do have. I do not have any original jokes left. No, it's I, just all the same stuff. I can't you know this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still talking about Dark Cloud. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> but this is a video game podcast. Uh, how are you, Whitney? I'm good. I took like a three hour nap accidentally today, so I'm great. Yeah, that's got to feel great. Yeah, I needed that for sure. Yeah, that's a awesome way to re-energize. Um, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting I called out episode. sick uh, earlier this week, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sick, but I feel like taking a day off, and I took three naps. <laughs> so something was wrong with me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, this might be an interesting episode, because there's a possibility of us attempting a new segment. Not 100% sure. We'll see about that. But the fact that it's Don't not just me and Bren, uh, we have Whitney here. I'm interested to hear about what There's someone else. Like. Thank God there's someone else. We hate each other. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Listeners uh, probably are rejoicing. But that's what I mean. Uh, last time we spoke to Whitney, if I'm not mistaken, you were playing Heavy Rain and some other stuff. I'm eager to yeah. hear an update. Uh, yeah, so I finished Heavy Rain. I have Ooh. a lot of thoughts and feelings. Ooh, um, go on, because that's one we've actually both played, so. Yes. Well, so, super interesting. I went and looked at sort of, like, other possible outcomes for the game, and some of them are crazy. Like, other possible outcomes for the way that that game could end? I had no idea. It ended like I expected it to, um, mm-hmm. which is essentially, like, getting the bad guy and... The good guy lives as happily as you can after all that traumatic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's how the game ended for me. Uh, I with like the good guy. <laughs> yeah. The good guy can like kill himself in jail and stuff like that. I had no idea, mm-hmm. so I really want to go back and play it again and and try and get some other outcomes. I do feel like the game is pretty dated now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's some ways in which it really doesn't hold up. The voice acting is not good. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how true it is, but I remember hearing a rumor when the game came out that they recorded the actors in all of the different languages are the same actors, so they didn't have someone come in and dub it in like Spanish and like Chinese or French. And that's why all of the languages sound weird because they're all not native speakers, apparently. I remember yeah, you well, saying you can that. tell that. You can tell that. The the more that it goes on, the more you're like, none of these people are American. Yeah. And, and it's like they'll say words that just don't quite match up and it it really like sort of shakes you out of it. Also, the uh quick time sex scene was the oh, most yeah. hilarious thing that has ever <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. Uh that was insane and had no reason to be in there. Um No. Welcome to David Cage games. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a shower scene as well? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a shower scene, but like it's a but that, it's a break in. It's very uncomfortable. I was gonna say the shower scene made more sense to me because the whole thing was about like building tension, and it was yes. so long at something that you knew something else was going on that I feel like the shower scene made sense. The sex scene was just to be in there as a sex scene, and it was yeah. time events. It was so crazy. <laughs> um, I definitely feel like the controls 
are terrible. And as everyone knows that's listened to any of these episodes with me and them, that's like my biggest pet peeve is when I feel like it's too hard to control. I kept getting like stuck on furniture in ways that you don't in games anymore. And a lot of it was because of like the weird camera angles and, and stuff like that. But I do think that like the detective sort of noir aspect of it did hold up. That the like sort of story events, the story itself wasn't necessarily a, a cohesive story, but all of the elements of it, they did a very good job of like building tension and mm-hmm. some like sort of horror type moments. And I think they did a good job with like the feeling of the game, like the overall like atmosphere really does still it holds up in it and it pays off. I love the car chase scene or not car chase, but when you're like flying really fast. Um, but the, my main question to you though was, did you <laughs> see through and like predict like who the killer was and were you like I at did. the end? Uh, see, and I, I did not. I know my girlfriend, uh, or, oh no, she unfortunately was watching me play and she was like, I, I can't wait to play this game, but I know who the killer is. So that sucks. But that's, that's the thing for me. It did catch me off guard and I was like, man, I didn't never would have thought it'd be that guy. So I thought they did a good job with that. But I guess what, what kind of clued you in? Um, yeah. Okay. So spoilers for heavy rain. If you haven't played it in the last 10 years, then, uh, yeah, you're good. Uh-huh. You had your chance. So the first time that they do the flashback to the kids in the construction yard, mm-hmm. there's that weird breathing noise. And I'm like, why the hell is that kid making that noise? And then as soon as the you get the clue that there's a gold watch like for a cop, I mm-hmm. remembered that the the guy was used to be a cop and he has asthma. And I was like, that's the only explanation for that kid breathing so weird. And the second that we flash back to the the construction yard scene again and I heard the kid breathing again, I was like, it's definitely that guy in the asthma because there's no other reason for that kid to be going like... (sighs) Yeah. (sighs) It just didn't make any sense to me. The first time it actually took me out of like the scene that I was doing because I was like, why is that kid making that noise? What is that? And so that actually like jumped out at me right away because it didn't make sense. I think they wow. put it they were too heavy on that sound effect for it to not like stand out to me. And so I guessed it uh long before I sh- I would have if they didn't have that noise in there. I would not have clued into it if they hadn't you, have put that breathing noise in there. Yeah, I was going to wow. say I don't remember that noise, so I don't know if it stood out to me and yeah, I I know I didn't see who the killer was at the beginning. So, yeah, that might have been the whole thing to kind of uh, reveal who it was. Yeah, yeah it's probably definitely intended as like a clue, and you picked up on oh, it, whereas yeah, it I'm went sure. over our head. I thought the game was just bad at mixing audio, and I was just like, it's just them fucking up. I didn't think it was like <laughs> done intentionally. I thought it was just another mistake. Well, and it could also be something that in the like remaster for PlayStation Four, it could be that the sound is better because I know that it looks better than it did. They put they did some like work on it before they put it up on PlayStation 4 so that it looks a little bit more updated. And yeah. uh, they might have done some sound mixing so that it was more apparent to me than it would have been to you guys when you played it before. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I just, I've mentioned this game on the past on uh, numerous occasions and my first playthrough was the ultimate bad outcome, basically. <laughs> Every single person that could die did. And, and then oh, the, the killer no himself... The killer himself walks away into the sunset. That's literally how the credits rolled for me. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, at least so, someone got a good ending. <laughs> it was the killer, yeah, but I, someone got it. Yeah. Oh, man. That was just depressing. And I don't know how I fucked up that badly. <laughs> I, I, rem- I remember I did uh, pretty well. I think I got all like the good stuff for like figured it out. Uh, but I remember I replayed it and because they advertised it as like a character can die at any moment and it'll completely change the rest of the game. I remember going through and trying to kill off 
Sean? Is that the dad? Ethan. 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 Uh, I tried killing off Ethan as soon as I could because he's super annoying and dumb. Um, <laughs> and there's a very uh, scene that very uh, clearly sticks in my mind of like, uh, he wakes up in the middle of a street and a truck's coming at him. He's like, quick, press triangle to dodge the truck. And I didn't. I just let it happen. And he dives out of the way anyway. Yeah. And then there's another one where he has to get across the like electric wiring. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I hit it enough, like, on purpose, if I'll die from electrocution and, you know, my kid gets killed. Now, if he gets shocked enough, he just walks away, like, leaves the building. So That it, annoyed it took, me, yeah. Yeah, it took about, like, half the game before any, like, actual consequences happened. So I did not, I did not look at, like, walkthroughs or potential outcomes of anything, but I mm-hmm. did look at a walkthrough to get through that electrical field, because I was like, not gonna walk through that stupid door. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks so bad, and it's I didn't. So I don't. I, I remember like, not I looking. I need at a it. map to get through this thing because I refuse. I, yeah. yeah, I don't remember if I After used you, one. Like, crawl over glass for like a mile. I'm not gonna bail out with the. Like, getting <laughs> yeah, I forget if I used a map, but I definitely remember. Like I would have if I like. It's so irritating. I don't blame anyone who does. Yeah, I probably did. Uh, that that part was infuriating. Yeah, it really was. Um, but did that did that spark your interest enough into playing uh, Detroit, Becoming Human? I finished oh, Detroit. Oh, that's right. right. She played as actually the reverse, if I'm not mistaken. You beating Detroit I, was like, yeah, oh, I'm going to try out. Yeah, Heavy Rain. that's exactly what it was. Is oh, okay. I beat Detroit, and then I was like, well, I got to go play the other games. I love this. I love the the your decisions have consequences games any game where like your decision has consequences i'm kind of in for even if the story is bad or the controls aren't great or whatever i'm pretty much in for it no matter what if my decisions like change the outcome of the game then yeah. let me introduce you to mass effects <laughs> oh no the i controls haven't played are t- any mass effects Ooh. That's next I on think, my list. Like I have yeah. a bunch of like classic heavy hitter games that I haven't played because I didn't have a console in all of the those years when like stuff like Heavy Rain and Mass Effects and all of those were coming out. I didn't yeah. have a console. So yeah. I have to go back and play all of those, but Mass Effect is next on my list. Oh, but what about Beyond Two Souls? Did you get around <laughs> to playing that? Nope. Literally that was booted up on my PlayStation today before oh. I accidentally took a three hour nap. So I didn't start it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so already sleeping is better than playing that game. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. That game has some really awesome moments, but I don't. I have a feeling it's going to be. Well, I didn't get to play Detroit yet, so I. It, to me, I think you're going to enjoy Heavy Rain more than that. I think that's the general consensus, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily bad, but at least got more attention, or it got the least amount of attention out of Quantum Dreams uh, games. Yeah. And it just got more criticism for some reason. I don't know. I think it also that was the the unfortunate pairing of that coming out around the same time as The Last of Us and people being like, yeah. everyone is Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because it's like, oh, it's, it's Ellen Page and Last of Us. Like, no, she's actually in a game. It's just this <laughs> other one. It's like, no, but that's clearly based off of her. It's like it is, but legally we can't say it is. And yeah, yeah. That got muddy real quick. That was bizarre. But no, that's yeah. cool that you finally did finish Heavy Rain. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank um, you. How about, uh, did you get a chance to play anything else? It sounds like that might have been eating up a lot of your time. Uh, I did get uh, my first gold hero in Hearthstone, and Ooh. you get gold heroes with 500 wins. Um, oh, damn. Because there's like nine heroes, like I have spread out my wins. Some people just play one hero, and that's all that they play, so they hit gold a lot faster. I've been playing Hearthstone since it 
was released and I still Mm -hmm. didn't have a gold hero, but that's because I was playing equally amongst all of the classes. Um, But I finally got my first gold hero in Hearthstone. It is the Hunter. And I was so pumped that I did a dance in my room when I finally (laughs) got my first gold hero. So uh, it doesn't change anything about the game. It's just now you are gold hero. But uh, it was very exciting for me. Get a little blank to show off. Exactly. Um, how about you, Bren? I'm sure our update's going to be very boring and we can try out this new segment. But, uh, and also some news and stuff. But uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I relapsed back into Enter the Gungeon. Just cause, oh, no. Well, just if I need, like, it's like, uh, I only got, like, an hour before I have to go and do something. And I don't want to, like, get immersed into Monster Hunter like I always do. I just booted it up for, like, oh, I'll just do a quick quest for, like, 45 minutes. And it was, like, three hours later. So Gungeon's just good for, like, oh, here's a quick run, and I'm out. Like, within probably half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, But yeah, Gungeon and Monster Hunter. The same thing I've been talking about the last fucking 40 episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't blame you there. My, I have, like, the slightest bit of a Dark Cloud update. I did get the character Osmond, that flying rabbit. We did confirm, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast or not. I think it was actually off air, but yeah. you were asking me if those characters are actually rabbits, and there is a moment in Dark Cloud, a cutscene, where one of the guys reveal, takes his hood down, and he's a literal like space rabbit, so I thought that was really cute and cool. But uh, I did get all characters, so I got a trophy for that, and that's the thing. I don't think I mentioned this, that uh, this version of Dark Cloud, since it's available and up it's not up rendered actually but it's available for ps4 they made trophies for it so i'm i have so many of them i'm like i gotta platinum this one before i move on to dark cloud 2 so i think it's possible but there are some like really heavy hitter ones that are like extraordinarily going to be challenging one of which is a a trophy for getting sixty five thousand five hundred gold in the game i'm like that's a oddly specific number and also the the currency in that game like that's almost like an impossible feat in fact there's certain uh characters per area where you can store your items so you like stop by their house and say oh can i leave some stuff here just to like uh take the load off your inventory slots which you can max out at 100 which i am currently at um so i would go there and the way the currency works is um, there's this item called the gold bullion that's worth 1,000 gold coins. And you can, no matter what, when you resell a gold bullion, it retains its value. Unlike certain items, if you buy like certain fish bait or something, it costs 400. But then if you go to sell that same item, it's only, you get 200 and it's like you lose money. So the gold bullion uh... is specifically designed for you to not lose money. Um, so I've been just like every chance I get selling higher level items and weapons and stuff that I don't need or use to get a bunch of gold bullions, but the people where you store the items, uh, they all max out at 60. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to literally have to fill up one of those guys inventory slots with nothing but gold bullions and then have five or so left over in my inventory and then cash in on all of those just to get this trophy. It's going to be insane, but I might even live stream it if I do, because I'm at about like 20 gold bullions. So I'm like a third of the way there ish. So I have a long ways to go, but that's going to be the hardest of all the trophies. There is one, though. God, you got fucking more determination and will than I ever I know. I, well, it's also just because I fucking love Dark Cloud. It's ridiculous. Um, the, And I also just love fishing within video games. Like, we've, this has come up on numerous episodes. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I was playing uh, Everybody's Golf, and there's a freaking fishing minigame. I'm like, it's a golfing game, but you can go for fishing. It's, it's fantastic. But same with Dark Cloud. The fishing's great. There's all sorts of types of bait. There's uh, freshwater versus saltwater fish. And they're also... 
like various rarities to the fish and like they depend on which bait you're putting out there. Long story short, there's a trophy for this specific fish. It's called the Marangarian. I might be saying it wrong, but it's this really weird fish. It almost looks like it has makeup and a wig on and it's like got like a freaking <laughs> oh. like bow tie and everything. It's really like out there and it's, it's extraordinarily a fish. It is. It's hard to catch though and I was I I'll be honest. I was like I'm going to google like the best location and uh bait to try to get this fish and they were saying go to Muskalaka, which is like one of the <laughs> villages on the moon and go to the of oasis course. there. And it's like, you have to be there at dusk or it doesn't matter. And you also have to like spam load the place until you see like a ginormous fish in the lake. So I did that. And it's also like, if you put out this one type of bait, I think it's called a minion and it doesn't go for that. That's definitely the one you want. So I was like, have had to have a minion in order to see, cause then like certain ones that met the criteria would go for it. I'm like, well, that's clearly not it. And then in order to catch it, I had to use a potato cake. And after a lot of struggle, I finally caught this thing. And I was like, so I got the trophy and I was like thrilled. I'm like, man, that's one really hard one that I won't have to worry about now. But there's an unknown benefit of catching that fish throughout the game as you're dungeon diving and you uh, run across different chests and stuff. Certain chests are larger than other ones that they usually mean they have a, a rare like weapon inside of it but they're like locked. So you can have an item called the treasure key to unlock it, or you can take a risk of guessing the trap that the thing has. So there's, you could guess that it, it's the trap is poisonous. The trap is going to give me a curse or the trap is going to explode. And depending on which one you pick, it could be, yeah, it's one third of a chance of you getting it right. Or if, if you're wrong, you get the curse, you get the poison or you, it explodes on you and you take damage. This fish though, now that I've caught this fish, it's like every time I reach one of those chests, it's like, oh, you want to guess which uh, trap it is? The Marangarian will show you the way and it points out which is the correct answer. So no matter what, whenever I uh. run into those, I get the the benefit of that. And I was like, that's really cool. So that was just, I didn't expect that, but I think it's really neat how that plays into like an unknown benefit, so to speak. It was just really caught me off guard. This game, to this day, I'm having so much fun. Uh, my my sword, I'm about to upgrade it one last time to be one of the three final swords for the main character, and I'm eager to get that going. That should be soon, but right now it's the Atlamelia sword, so it looks really badass, but I'm excited to finally get that to the next level. And yeah, the fact that I have Osmond, the last ally you can collect, I think I should be wrapping this game up shortly, but the whole getting 65,000 gold pieces is going to be insane. Like, I know you were speaking English, but, like, so much of that is just, God, God. Like, yeah, I'm I sorry. heard potato I cakes. I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I now understand well, what my dad feels like anytime I ramble on about comics. It's true, and that's this game is very out there. There's, like, oh, that's one thing I forgot to mention on a previous episode. The humor is really bizarre. Like, one of the characters you meet is a fortune teller, and it's like, okay, well, in order for the game to progress, you have to have her tell you the fortune. And you ask her to do it, and she's like, okay, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. And instead of there being, like, a crystal ball or anything, like, I don't know, orthodox, she jumps on top of your head and starts doing, like, this weird dance. And I'm like, I don't know, this game has really bizarre humor. <laughs> One thing, and the same, uh, if you go to the shipwreck area, in order to get to the back level, there's like this giant fish called, uh, what do they call it? I think it's like a young master is what they're called. And this, you get inside the fish's mouth to transport to another area. And it's 
I just feel like the people who made this game were very stoned and just had a really cool idea and I had a lot of fun with it. But I, I don't know. I'm, I think the platinum is within reach, but it's still another probably couple weeks away. And, oh man, I, I'm just, torn because now i keep seeing all these like ads for kingdom hearts 3 it's like it's finally happening january january i'm like i should technically be playing kingdom hearts 2 right now but it's like which game should i play technically i've played them all already so i don't know <laughs> what 14 year old game should i be playing yeah, in, this, uh, in a thousand hour uh gameplay uh rpg a high school buddy of mine had a Facebook status the other day, like, "What? we're all adults, like, what's something you just refuse to grow out of? And it's like, I don't know, like, for me, it's just video games, anime, and screaming music, because, like, I don't know, I just never grew out of it. I still love all of that shit to this day. I knew, I, I was told at a young age, like, oh, you'll grow out of all of that. It's like, nope, it's just no. part of who I am. <laughs> well, I mean, our parents always said that because it's like, oh, uh, adults don't play video games. It's like, well, yes, because you didn't have video games when you were an adult. Like, they're still a relatively new media. So, True. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm always just surprised by – seems like specifically you and Mark, because you just started playing Yakuza 0. Uh, both of you guys just like, oh yeah, I just want to beat this game so I can go on to the next one and like, you know, time's <laughs> limited. So I gotta just pick a game, run through it real quick and go to the next one. And you were both just picking these colossal RPGs that are yeah. just easy hundred hours plus in both games. I'm just like, he's like, oh, I didn't know it was like a long game. I'm like, oh dude, like the main story for it, at least Yakuza is like an easy 60 hours. If you want to do all the extra stuff, that's like 150 plus. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got more on his plate than I do, but I yeah. I don't know. I I'm impressed. I, me too. He's I don't know. It's just a certain you have an itch for those JRPGs that just last forever and are really I don't know. It's really a sense of accomplishment, even though at the end of the day, it's like uh, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> They're all just pixels, just yeah, ones and zeros. Trophies, man. All right, but, uh, <laughs> trophies, man. Um, let's see here. Is there, let's maybe go into some news. Cause I'm trying to think, uh, is there any other games I did play? Maybe just rocket league here and there, but nothing else is really standing out to me. Um, oh, and, and freaking alpha bear. I love when I like <laughs> say really like vulgar things in alpha bear. And then at the end of the level, like these bears are like spouting out like random words with this things I, I came up with, but, um, <laughs> Your longest word is clusterfuck. Oh, thanks, uh, bears. <laughs> but no, there's certain ones that it's like, this is clearly a word, and it's like, that's not a word. I'm like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> Fergalicious? I don't think that would count. No. But oh. let's see, is there any news game or news games? News, news topics. games. Yeah. Game news. news. Games. Uh, here's one. Uh, Haley Joel Osment is going to be in <laughs> NBA 2006 or no 2016, 2019. And I was just thinking, the reason Why? I know this is because he <laughs> tweeted about it because he was in full mocap outfit and everything. And I was like, whoa, I wonder if Slow Joey got a video game. Just kidding. But no, I, I, I was like, what is he doing for a video game? And it's yet yeah, he's not. I don't honestly know. I think he's just in a basketball game, but not like as a playable character at all. <laughs> Well, I know there was a big deal at an e, uh, E3 about FIFA having, like, a story mode where you're kind of playing, like, a new character. You're not playing as a known athlete. You're kind of making your own and working their way up through, like, I guess, college league and then up to professional and stuff. So I guess there is, like, story modes and campaign modes now in sports games, which seem odd. But then again, I never play them, so I don't know for sure. Yeah. And apparently he's in the story mode for NBA 2K19. 
I guess. I don't know why, but I, I sure. feel like after like a, a game, you go like talk to your fans, and he's like, "Yeah, that was a great game," or something. Like I don't know, or he's just like, "I'm wrapping up voice acting for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah, he's plugging other games in an NBA game. That, I'm sure he's doing. That. I'm sure you go up to him and be like, "Oh man, I loved you in Sixth Sense." He's like, "Oh." Okay, I've done other stuff. No, just that movie? Okay. And he's just really Second upset about lines. it. So, no, nothing? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I just thought that was really bizarre. And hey, good for him. I think he's a cool guy. And yeah, he is the voice of Sora. He's a part of, uh, he's been a part of Comedy Bang Bang every now and then. So like, I don't know. I think he's cool, but it just, it was a strange kind of news topic, I thought. Yeah, he's a good yeah, actor. It's it's yeah it's just unfortunate he's got the baby face still and he was like a baby actor so everyone knows him as that face so it's just like ah but he's a good actor so yeah cool seeing him and stuff definitely um this one isn't for anybody other than me or someone who (laughs) anyone who likes hollywood handbook but uh the podcast hollywood handbook it's one of my favorites they got a billboard in la and it's so fantastic like first of all you're thinking a podcast advertisement as a billboard like i'm i'm wondering how many people have done that and if they have good on them but the thing is they were like we wanted to get a hollywood handbook billboard on sunset boulevard but they were like they said only if Sean and Hayes could pick what goes on it. And it's a, it's a freaking iTunes review of their podcast. And it says not good. One star, very bad. And that's literally like the best. I feel like uh reverse psychology kind of advertisement. There is, there was a local car dealership guy that was always just like, I hate this dealership.com or something. And then that was just how he got people to it was, navigate. Um, to- jewelry. Yeah. It was, I hate Steven Singer. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm wondering if, yeah, that might be more widespread of a thing than I realize. Like other people use that as a marketing tactic. You just put "I hate" in front of it. Yeah. yeah when I was in uh, Pittsburgh, one of the restaurants that I walked into has a roll of like butcher block paper, and every day they pull the paper down and write a new bad Yelp review on the paper, and they like even quote the username of who gave the bad review, and then they like <laughs> oh, wow. tear it off and pull it down and write a new one the next day. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. Uh, and this. What's especially funny about this show is the like the inside joke of how nobody gets it and how it takes like a solid ten episodes until you actually really like the show. And I, I swear to God, I, that sounds that like way. great marketing. Dude, it was that way for me. I have to be a hundred percent honest because at first I'm like, what? What is everyone raving about this show? And then I would listen to it and like eventually, like their personalities just click for me. I understand their humor one hundred percent, and they are goddamn geniuses. And I, I just, I don't know, felt the need to plug their show, even though they have way more listeners than us. <laughs> But good for them. I thought it was a cool idea. At what point is it an inside joke and a fan? And what point is it Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, like, no, if it's... you listen to enough episodes, you'll love them. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Same with our podcast. That's how we have you, listener, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> true, fair enough. Uh, but back to video games news. That was just podcast news. I, I did want to talk about, I already shared it in the group, so it's not like new news, but I do want to talk about what a Monument Valley movie would look like. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. I am so intrigued by this idea, but I really can't picture what kind of movie it would look like. Because a big part of why I like Monument Valley so much was that it was sort of like, it really engaged your brain, but it was also sort of like zen and meditative yes. at the same time and i don't know how that translates into a movie 
Yeah, I hope it's very minimal on the dialogue and more like atmospheric in a way. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that makes sense, but that's also like I feel like you don't want it to become like 2001: A Space Odyssey and everyone's falling asleep. But I don't get me wrong; I love that movie, but I just know a lot of oh, people. Just, I don't. It's uh, <laughs> I do. I, I like the book, and then I saw it like you cut a good 40 minutes out of that movie. You definitely You'd can. Be fine. I don't know. I, I I definitely think the end is what makes it worth it. But yeah, it is quite a slow drag. I think you could cut a good 20 minutes out of the end and be fine. So that trippy psychedelic scene goes on for fucking way too long. Yeah, I guess I, I connect with stuff like that, though. <laughs> um, I, I will say that the article from Polygon says it'll be live action. Ooh. Yeah, that's got so me a little concerned. Yeah, that that makes me concerned as well. Oh, God, yeah. no, I know what's a good... It's, it's the it, perfect example of, like, it, uh, why would you do that? When, wh- it seems like something almost like Pixar or DreamWorks should pick up and, like, but not not, not make it, like, goddamn Minions or anything, like, super kiddish. <laughs> like, kind of be true to the source. Mm-hmm. No, well, the studio that did Minions is doing the Super Mario movie. The yeah, that's CG also one. got me concerned, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's gonna be weird. They got a shitload of money, though, from Minions, so, like, they got, you know, money to toss around at it. Um, I was thinking, like, what would be a good Monument Valley movie? And, like, yeah, super atmospheric and kind of, like, not a lot of dialogue and very um, just uh, large landscapes. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait, I'm just thinking of the game Journey. It would just be Journey. Like, yeah. With more, like, weird steps and, like, MC Escher-style stuff. And I was like, it wouldn't be a good movie. Like, it'd be good to have on in, like, the background of a, like, business lobby. So you'd just be like, oh, this is nice to look at. But, like, I wouldn't pay 13 bucks to sit in a theater to watch. But knowing it's done by Paramount Studios and that it's going to be live action, I guarantee The Rock's going to be in it somewhere. And it's <laughs> going to be awful. So I think it's just going to be Rampage without the big monsters. Like, it's going to be that kind of movie. Oh, so. I hope not. Yeah, I, I I have high hopes for it because of it being Monument Valley. But, yeah, what you're describing really would ruin it. Yeah. It'll be live action with a big A-list star that people know, and then people will be like, hey, remember that game you guys heard about every now and then, like, through your phone? And they're going to try and get that audience. They're not going to try and get people who actually, like, played the game. They're going to get trying people who heard of the game from people who played the game. So, I, I don't, I would like a good movie of it, but I don't have high expectations at all. Yeah, you yeah. pretty much just talked about worst case scenario in all of the areas there, so. Yeah. So live action anything is immediately a huge red flag for me. Yeah. So, yeah. For uh, sure. Speaking of red flags. Uh-oh. What's up? Well, speaking of live action, actually, we can transition into this. Uh, Brendan Fraser's coming back as a robot man for the Doom Patrol TV series. There's a really? lot of words in there that no one's expecting. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, Brendan yeah, Fraser. that's a lot of things that you just the guy, said. Yeah. <laughs> the mummy, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. And, okay. and uh, the Looney Tunes back in action. Was that the live action one? He did a live action Looney Tunes movie with, uh, I think, uh, Jenna Elfman. That was. Wow. Not good. <laughs> but yeah, so he's kind of disappeared because, like, of apparently a super, super vile, tumultuous divorce and, like, a bunch of other shit with, like, studios and, like, uh, he even claimed he was uh, sexually harassed by one of the executives at a studio and stuff. And, like, just hit after hit of getting shit on. It was very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and out of his control. Uh, but, yeah, so Doom Patrol is a group probably most people would know it from 
the original group Beast Boy was in, who was in the Teen Titans, that Doom Patrol is his original group. <laughs> um, it's it's not crazy popular outside of like d- big comic fans, um, but it's getting a live action show on DC's streaming service that they're also doing a live action Teen Titans on that looks awful, and that they're going to do Young Justice season three on. And we talked about how they're going to have their whole comic library available. And, like, they're doing other stuff besides TV. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they got big names with it. Apparently, there's, I think, Kelsey Grammer is rumored to be tied in with this show, too. Both so, Frasers? No. <laughs> yeah, he got Frasier and Frasier. Um, so, yeah, they're really, like, swinging for the fences with this and kind of, like, going all out. So, this will be kind of interesting to see. Yeah. It'll yeah. at least be an entertaining train wreck if it is one. <laughs> That's kind so of, we'll I, see. I, I'm hoping that it's not a train wreck, and I hope that it actually works out and it's something solid. And I only for Brendan Fraser's sake, because I feel like, like you said, all he <laughs> went through. Like I just want him to come back on a good note. Yeah, I, I, I hope for the best. But after seeing some of the the live action Teen Titans trailer just got released, or not just released, but released a while ago, it is not good. So. This has me worried, but we'll see. Lots of worry tonight. Um, yeah. This game, uh, on the opposite spectrum, this game has given me a lot of faith as far as a unique style, and the animations are just so fluid, and I don't know Gorgeous. what to say about it. Yes, it's just insane. It's a game called, I don't know how to pronounce this either, I'm going to say G-R-I-S. I'm thinking it's Greece. Okay, that's what I would assume. Um, is, is that like gray in another language? I yeah. can't recall. Uh, Spanish? Okay. Yes, okay, that's ringing a bell. This game just looks like an incredible side-scrolling adventure platformer, and the way the, the platforms, like, disappear, I don't even know, you just gotta look up a trailer for this game, just, it's goddamn fluid with the animations, and very just, like, the breathtaking to look at. incredible art. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's in a, in a similar vein of Monument Valley, uh, but it's clearly not, it's, it's just, like, more or less, like, artsy, and, like, very, I don't know, uh, somebody's uh, brainchild slash baby. What I love about it is that the wa- the art is all sort of like watercolor, very fluid and beautiful. But there's like mm-hmm. a very strong dystopian element to the like trailer. Like there's there's areas that she's going through that are very clearly like post industrial dystopian future, but also that yeah. there's beautiful fantasy stuff involved too. And it just to me is like combining a bunch of elements that I really enjoy. So without knowing any of the story or anything else behind it, just seeing this trailer is like very, very, very compelling. Definitely. Yeah. And it's got my interest for sure. Definitely one to keep your eye on. I love the close ups. You see like more or less like the blending of like watercolor kind of looks mm-hmm. like they were all over the place with the art elements of this game. And I it's just super interesting to look at. And I have a feeling it'll be that much more interesting to play. So yeah, Grease people check that one out. Yeah, it's uh, the character. I, it's very interesting. Right at the end of the trailer, you see the character very a lot of detail in her face or a human face. But then she has like stick arms and legs, and like it looks like her body is a cloak, mm-hmm. like so she's clearly not human. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, and yeah, it looks like the studio is based out of Barcelona, Spain. So yeah, Spanish for gray. Super cool. Yeah, very neat. Um, speaking of not good games, <laughs> oh no, back to the. <laughs> I just got a shit on everything today, huh? Um, this wasn't. This isn't like recent news, but it's something we forgot to mention a while ago. Uh, but there's uh, Tekken 7 coming out, another fighting game. Tekken's always been a weird 
fighting game. Like, there's a unique way in the combat, and it never really got me. I could never get a stronghold of it. But they introduced a new character, and it's just fucking dumb. And I love it. Uh, uh-huh. They've they've already announced uh, Noctis from Final Fantasy 15. He's already in it. Oh, that's cool, though. Yeah. But now, we're getting Negan from Walking Dead. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character from Walking Dead with a, the, you know, spiked up baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be real weird. <laughs> That's, interesting That's interesting choice. Yeah. It, I'm not sure how many people are excited for that. There might be some. I don't know, because the show has definitely pissed, both pissed off and lost a lot of fans. So I don't know who this is for anymore. But yeah, fighting games have always done weird cameos, but usually Soul Calibur is the one to go off on like just a weird tangent. Like in the past Soul Calibur games, they've had Link from Zelda, they've had Yoda and Darth Vader, they've had Spawn, they've had yeah. uh, uh, one of the Tekken characters himself, I forget his name. Um, and then they just announced uh, Geralt from Witcher is going to be in the new uh, Soul Calibur game, which I think is coming out as of this recording, I think today maybe or soon. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, pretty soon. Uh, so yeah, Tekken is definitely had its weird cast of characters. They've had a raptor with boxing gloves. They've had kangaroos. They've had just wooden creatures that copied other people's combat styles. So they've done weird stuff, but they've I don't know if they've ever done something as blatantly product placement cameo as this. Yeah. So this is a weird angle to go, and I look forward to seeing this uh, dumpster fire. Yeah, there was some <laughs> money exchange there, and they thought it was a good idea. Yeah, I don't know why, but someone thought so. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Oh, real quick, uh, Assassin's Creed skipping uh, 2019. That's a good one to bring up, and about yeah. time. <laughs> I feel like they finally just figured it out. They're like, we we can take more than just one year to make a game? Like, yeah, how about focus on a really good one? I mean, no. not to say, well, I can't... Uh, uh, that's the thing. I don't really play those games, so I can't talk too much shit. But I, from what I hear, no, the you latest can. one, you can. <laughs> the, well, the, the freaking uh, one in Egypt. Origins. Uh, well, yes, Origins. That one sounds like it has potential out of the whole bag of yeah. them. I, it sounds like the one I would like the most. But it does sound like they incorporated an open world aspect, so it might be a little overwhelming. But it's more or less open world than like in the sense that you can only get to certain areas if you're a certain level. So. Yeah, it seems like with Origins, they've definitely taken a new look at it and have changed it around. They take a lot of elements from open-world games like Witcher and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild. Like that, There's clearly a formula with those games that has become very popularized. And there's, at this point, too many games are open-world that don't need to be unnecessarily. Um, Origins apparently it seems to have done it right. Uh, but even Odyssey, which is coming out in October of this year people aren't really excited like i know some of the trailers have kind of dissuaded some people um we're actually getting a female assassin which is cool the which ubisoft has been shit on relentlessly and justifiably so for saying like oh we can't do a female assassin because the model would be too hard oh to yeah work in the game. it's like this is a fucking awful excuse and you that, know this yeah that doesn't make sense so um, yeah no that is yeah. good they're finally figuring that one out I, I, yeah didn't they i i could have sworn though i i could be a a hundred percent wrong because i don't follow the franchise that well but on um, one of the mobile versions of one that, of the mobile ones had one yeah okay and that I, but that was like a few years after whoever whatever representative said that at okay. one of ubisoft conferences so yeah it was clearly just like no you just don't want to do it like you easily could because even in uh assassin's creed brotherhood where they introduced the multiplayer you could play as female assassins so it's like yeah. whatever weird excuse you had was you know clearly not viable 
Um, but yeah, Odyssey might be good if it's following on Origins Trail, but it could also be bad with how quickly they turned it around and, you know, people don't seem to be too thrilled about it. I just think the word Odyssey as the name of it is so just like, meh, like Super Mario Odyssey, like why would you use that word? It's like, it's already got like... 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, or just, yeah, it's just, it's almost overused and it makes me think of like that bullshit scenario with the game Prey, like making the game Prey for the Gods, like have to change their title to P-R-A-E-Y for the Gods. It's like, you guys just take the word Prey and it's just like, I don't know, it's almost like... Yeah, I wish Mario Odyssey would be like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't stuck with the Assassin's Creed games, but I know they at least were going linearly like from the past to the present, and they were going to tell a story. And now with Black Flag, I think initially kicked it off of a different time period, um, and then Origins went even further back than I think the first game, maybe. Uh, and then Odyssey's going back further in the future than Origins, but still not the present. So it's just the timeline seems to be jumping all over the place now. So I don't know if there's a linear story anymore, what's going on. Now that's um, one of those franchises. They're eventually going to straight up run out of ideas and it'll be like, Oh, what was it? Call of duty. And it's like, we're going into space now. Fuck yeah. it. It's just going to be space assassins. Like yeah, I guarantee that'll it. happen. Uh, and they'll probably tie in with uh, Bioware and make a weird, another mass effect and crossover. And it's going to be awful. That sounds possible. Um, yeah. Let's see. There's another game that is on my radar, but I don't know too much about it. Apparently, a lot of people are raving about it, but this game called Biomutant, it just like it looks like you're like a raccoon protagonist. I don't know if that is, if he is an actual raccoon. It looks like one, but um, I don't know. Just check out a trailer for that if you ever get a chance. It looks really ridiculous. The, I saw a boss fight, and it very it kind of gave me a Monster Hunter vibe as far as like just taking down a big ass boss. But your character's a goddamn raccoon. It's really cool. Just something much bigger than you. Um, I think that's being published by THQ Nordic. Yeah. Because they actually got a sale going on right now on Steam. Um, okay. So that's one of their games they're like advertising of like coming soon. It's uh RPG action open world adventure. Uh yeah, it looks pretty neat. It looks like kind of like Final Fantasy 15 too, in a way. Like, but also your character has like a gun, so you can like be shooting things and then go in for like close melee attacks. I don't know. It looks like a game that's really up my alley, but I need to learn more about it. I only just saw that little brief bit of gameplay. I'm like, ah, might as well mention it on the podcast. It looks like Rocket Raccoon got stranded from uh, the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, no, that sucks. <laughs> That's basically what it boils down to. But, okay. hey, I mean, it might be good. It might be cool. Yeah, um, potentially. Oh, but during that sale, I noticed uh, Darksiders 3, uh, the Darksiders franchise has been going for a while, um, and there's discussion of even if they were going to make a third one or not. Uh, but apparently that's coming out the end of November. So <laughs> those are always fun games. I don't... I don't know if they're anyone's favorites, like best game ever, but uh, they're very reminiscent of like God of War and like uh, Zelda puzzles. And they got a story going through all three of them. And it's, it's definitely a game I'll get at like $40. I don't know about about 60, but maybe 40, 45, I'll be willing to dish out because they're always consistently enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely heard good things about those games. And then the, no-brainer game I have to get as soon as it comes out, and we still have another week or two, more like two weeks. Uh, Spider-Man, September 7th. I'm so excited. God, oh, I yeah. gotta get my hands on that. Um, but, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before maybe we flounder with a new conversation? <laughs> wow, Doug, you are terrible at selling this podcast. No, I, well, I'm, I'm guaranteed it's not gonna be like an A-plus on this. We're, we've never done this before. <laughs> 
You can at least lie. I lie all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just giving people a heads up. Uh, but all right. Uh, I will point out uh, Twitch is doing some weird shit. Uh, so for anyone who's actively on Twitch and watching streams or streaming themselves, uh, Twitch is taking away that ad-free uh, option of Twitch Prime. So before you, Amazon bought out Twitch, and if you had Amazon Prime, you get to link it with your Twitch account and be able to watch streams without ads. Like when Initially, when you start up a stream, it'll play an ad, or sometimes people will run ads during their stream, like every two hours or an hour or so. And with Prime, you didn't have to watch any of that. And now that's no longer an option. Uh, if you have Twitch Prime, tough shit. You're in it with all of the free users. And if you want to watch Twitch without ads, you have to get Turbo, which is like 120 a year or something oh, like that. Oh, damn. I did yeah. not know about this. So they're taking away uh, more of the opportunities and experiences people have with Twitch and limiting it more and more, it seems, with every month, which yeah. is very odd. I know... I knew when Amazon bought it, they were going to change some stuff, but like the terms and services of Twitch has dramatically overhauled the entire website to the point where uh, you can't even have a shirtless guy on a stream, or you can't have butt emotes. Like you can't have your emotes as streamers have, like as a joking butt or something. But there's very clear favoritism with some of the bigger streamers, like in the news, ninjas, you know, all uh, up in arms about some shit or another. He's always. Is, ever since Drake streamed with him, he seems to be in the news every week. Um, but there's some streamers who clearly get away with a lot of the breaking of a lot of rules more than smaller streamers. So it's very unfortunate to see both Twitch going this route and taking taking away some of the user freedoms in order to just clearly make more money with ads, mm-hmm. while also playing favorites with the streamers themselves and content creators and maybe kind of pissing them off because i know a lot of them aren't thrilled about this yeah i can understand that's yeah bummer so yeah it's one of those things where it's like can't do much because it's a private business and they can do whatever they want because of capitalism but it's just kind of sucks so definitely keep, keep an eye on that Fair enough. All right. Well, on that note, we are going to try this new one out. I do have a theme song in mind. It's funny. I was saving this for another podcast someday, but it's never going to happen. It was going to (laughs) be the whole Doug Appreciates Music podcast, but maybe I'll do something like that in the future. But this is going to be the theme song music for a segment we are going to call I'm Feeling Unlucky. So we're here playing the first time ever a conversation game suggested by our other co-host Matt Basta and listeners might be wondering where the hell's Matt? Yeah, uh, he's coming he's back. Dead. No, he no he oh. moved to Chicago, so he's uh, it's going to be another week or two until we hear from him. But he does intend on coming back to the show. Uh, just very busy at this point. But we've been talking to him in our Slack, and he suggested uh, a couple of images that and has said I think there's a segment here, and I I, I definitely think there is, and we're going to try to roll with it. But the whole idea is when you start typing into Google the beginning of a question, but then don't finish the sentence, Google will auto-generate all sorts of like suggestions for what people are 
generally searching on the platform. And there's a lot of really bizarre ones. So I'm going to start out with um, a couple that Matt threw into our show topics. And the way I'm going to do this is I'll ask the beginning half of this sentence and ask you guys to finish what you would expect to see. And then I'll read maybe some of the best ones there are on the list that Google suggests. So how would you complete this sentence? Why is it illegal to eat blank? Uh, I mean, for the sake of our own running meme in the show, I'll say people. Yeah, I mean, that was where my head went to immediately. Yeah. People. Yeah, I mean, why Why is it illegal? Let's Google. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, no. most, mostly yes, ethical reasons, some medical, but yeah. Well, funny, funnily enough, is that a word? Um, uh, there, one of the responses was, why is it illegal to eat human flesh in Idaho? Apparently, it's only illegal to do it there. <laughs> Just in Idaho. <laughs> huh. I feel like that there, I know for a fact there's some weird, strange, archaic laws in like New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And most of the time, it's just they haven't gotten around to fixing it. And there's other rules that other laws that overwrite those. But like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some state that actually doesn't have a law against cannibalism. Oh, this is tickling my memory. What the hell was that board game or like very popular like card game where it was like random laws you didn't know existed in the various states, and it was like, would you believe this or not? Oh, damn! I used to play that, I have no and I. Ah, I'll have to see if I can think of it and put it in the show topics. If not, sorry, listener. If you know what it is, tweet us. But um, uh, one of the funniest results that I saw on this list, though, was why is it illegal to eat an orange in the bathtub? And then uh, to continue on to huh. that, later, there's other ones that are identical. It's like, why is it illegal to eat an orange in the bathtub in California? Or why is it illegal to eat an orange while bathing in California? And is it? I mean, I haven't been told anything about this. I mean, people are googling a, this. That sounds like one of those like um, you're not you can't keep an ice cream cone in your back pocket on Sundays <laughs> in Georgia or something like that. And it's one of those like when people talk about it, it's it might be just one of those that's commonly used as an example. So people are like, "Why can't you eat an orange in a bathtub?" Um, yeah, it's one of those old adages. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but it sounds right. Because it might be just one of those that people pull out more often when it, they're using examples. Like ice cream cone in the back pocket is the one that I always heard because it was a book in the 90s that was published of like weird laws that um, states still have on the books. And that was the title of it was something about an ice cream cone in your back pocket. And so that was the one that people were using in, as an example for a long time. But I would guess that people are just like, using that orange in the bathtub in California as an example of a weird law. Yeah, I don't think that should be illegal. I'm going to use my God-given right to go... Yeah. I'm going to go eat an orange in the bathtub later just to do it, just to be I mean, like... I, I think I, one of the greatest pleasures in life is eating or drinking something in the shower or bathtub when you normally don't. Like, a very good, true. good cocktail in the shower is a delight. And one time I ate cheesecake in the shower, and that was incredible. Ooh. That sounds okay. incredible, yeah. I've heard, like, beer showers and, like, yeah, cocktail in the shower, which I've done and didn't really strike my fancy. Cheesecake in the tub. You got me. You sold me. Yeah. I am going to buy a cheesecake tonight. That sounds like a luxurious event. Uh-huh. That's fancy. Yes, uh, And I'll say, as the only one who's actively in California right now, I'm not going to take the risk of eating a, a citrus fruit in the tub. Because I got some shit I don't want the cops looking into. Yeah. And they definitely don't want to listen to our corporate compliance meeting. If that was, <laughs> oh, that was, ooh, that was um, a mess. 
on to the next one. I only have a couple more. I'm going to do the other two. Matt suggested maybe one on the fly. But um, here's one. How do I sell my F word? So not F word, but like a word starting with F. How do How I sell, sell my... my fuck? Well, uh, what, what did you guys fill the blank in with? What do you think people are Googling? How do I sell my... Farm? Family members into <laughs> oh, indentured servitude. God damn, that's uh, people look up weird shit. <laughs> yeah, they no, this one's a little more <laughs> regular. There's not anything too crazy. Ma- basically, how do I sell my Fortnite account? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's always fucking Fortnite. That's all it is these days. Yeah, kids I, and your video games. Fortnite all the time. I yeah. love it. It's great. I don't want to die or sell furniture on Craigslist. That one wasn't too good. Uh. How yeah. about this one? Things to put in the blank. See, mm, all right. If it was Bing, Uh-oh. the suggestive field would be a much, much dirtier. Because Bing has no filter. Like, they've Google has proven that Bing just steals their search results uh, by making up fake ones that no one else has. Uh, but Bing also lets you get into that weird hanky-panky shit. Yeah. Like, it, Bing ain't approved. It lets you go where you want to go. You've told us this life hack, Bren. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Uh, but what do you think people are Googling things to put the blank in for? Like, I oh, wait, personally am thinking, uh, why would I Google that? Things to put in the pool? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Like chemicals. <sighs> what? Yeah. What? Things to put in the... Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Gonna actively censor myself here for once. <laughs> uh, let's say oven, because sometimes you're like, "Hey, should I put this in here?" It's like, "No, oh, that's got a shit." Lo- there you go. There you no, go. That's one. That's very uh, cool. okay. So those are some good answers. Engine, also, car engine. You saying oven reminds me of your one terrible Iris Walrus category answer. It was like if <laughs> you could sneak one. into somebody's house instead of like as a burglar, <laughs> but instead of steal something, you just do something funny. You said you'd take a poop in their oven and. <laughs> So that's what yeah. I put in the oven, poop. But no, the one that I thought stuck out to me, things to put in the holes of Crocs. What? Um. Yeah, no, there's like some, they sell them as like accessories, but I don't know the name of them. So that's my guess is people like. That's a thing? Trying that, to find the name. Yeah, no, it's like little gems that like plug, they fit right into the holes of Crocs. Oh, jeez. I had and, and no they're, idea. And they're kind of like enamel pins, but they're, they're, they're smaller. Than like your average what? enamel pin, but you can get them for all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they 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 like when I say like to decorate or whatever, <laughs> I use that term loosely because you're sticking things into the holes of Crocs. But my yes. guess is that it's people that don't know the name of that. What the fuck? Like yeah, it, like yeah. I guess because there's holes, but like yeah, wouldn't this just be scraping your feet? Like your feet are below those holes. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh man, I was thinking. Well, I mean, my also, m- isn't like the airiness of Crocs like a whole thing when you don't the you whole not point? Yeah, plug the point up of them. Yeah, holes? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about Crocs or the logistics of Crocs. <laughs> the ergonomics of it. Yeah. Um, my mind Kids immediately went to like air fresheners, like little, like super <laughs> tiny scented candles. <laughs> like, I like that to make your feet not stink. That's yeah, cool. that's a cute idea. I like that. Ah, they might start making a flavored. No, I meant uh, scented. uh, What? (laughs) Yeah, goddammit, not flavored. Uh, Wrong sense. Looks like taffy anyway. Um, Okay, well then, here's the last one, and this one I I decided to do on the fly. Um, 
I decided to type in, why are they taking T, a word that begins with T, or like the, so why are they taking the blank? Let's go there. How about that? What do you guys think people are Googling? Why are they taking the... Uh, why are they taking the... Oh, boys. Uh... Google came up with one of my favorite answers, and it's the perfect way to end tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow, that whole That's crop incredible. thing is am- amazing. That, that episode picture, that is phenomenal. There's a there goddamn go. dragon and crocodile weaving in and out of the holes of a croc. So that's what you put in crocs, people. Yeah, yeah. I, that's amazing. Um, oh, I, why? Why are they, they taking... taking... Why are they taking the... Why are they taking the piss out of something? Because that's an expression, but I think it's mostly in England. (laughs) So maybe it doesn't make sense here. Oh, Nick got it. Ah, fuck Nick. (laughs) (laughs) No. We'll have to have Nick on. All he does is piss me off. He just pokes the bear on Twitter. It's fantastic. Gets my goat. Um, Why are they taking the... Oh, it's something they changed recently. It's like, why are they taking the cream out of Twinkies? Something like that. That would suck. Yeah, and I, I would want to know the answer to that. I'm trying to think of something that they've like taken off a menu or something. Yeah, and I I can't think oh, of anything that has been like. That's like, the absolute worst. Well, I was just at Taco Bell today, and they did have the freaking nacho <laughs> so fries back. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm regretting <laughs> it, and gonna have to run to the bathroom after this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why are they taking the fun out of funeral? <laughs> why Why has it got to be so serious? It's a good answer. I like that one. Are you guys ready for what Google came up with? Or do you yeah. want to take a stab, Whitney? All right. Well, then, let's see. Uh, my favorite response that Google had, why are they taking the hobbits to Isengard? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's on the way to destroy the ring, right? Yeah, it's that. Uh, I don't know. That reminds me of that song. They're that's taking the hobbits to Isengard. God, 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 God. Okay, but that's how we play. We might make this a recurring thing. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's <laughs> I'm feeling unlucky. That's how we play. I don't know. We're trying to bid out, guys. Fucking work with us. It's like yeah, 200 it's... episodes. Fair enough. All right, well, that was a fun one, guys. Yeah, we are approaching 150. If I'm not mistaken, this one, 249. Yeah, yeah, whoops, uh, 250. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we'll try to do something special. We'll see. Try to maybe have everyone on if we can. <laughs> we'll try to have someone rare. on besides the two of us. <laughs> That'll be we'll special try. for us. Keyword try. But let's maybe wrap this episode up with some plugs. Um, Bren, where can our listeners find you? Maybe hey, just Bren on Twitter. It's uneventful. Anyway, there's a very good artist. I think she's Brazilian? I want to say South American. I don't know for sure. Uh, called on Twitter, her handles at Nemu Pan Art. N E M U P A N Art. 
and she does very good, like, pastel, like, uh, I don't know, just very feel-good, like, Sunday... Only way I can describe it is, like, Sunday morning, <laughs> which is a terrible description, <laughs> but uh, very good artwork. Gives and a good I, vibe, I, though. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people buy a lot of her prints, and it's just very calming and very beautiful work, so I'd recommend checking out her stuff. Very cool. And how about you, Whitney? Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Whitney Nelson, Twitter, Whitney underscore Nelson. My podcast is Historical Hotties, where we debate which dead people we're thirstier for. Um, <laughs> and that is historicallyhot.com or his, at historicallyhot on pretty much any social media. And I just fell into the Mastodon wormhole, so you can find me at Whitney Nelson at Johns.club if you are on Mastodon. Ooh, hip and like what? way more trendier than us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mastodon. No, I've never even heard of it. It's another social network that I, I only know of because of Whitney. Oh, uh, but that's <laughs> really cool. Um, but no, and yeah, that was an incredible pitch for your podcast. Um, but listener, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have a network you might want to find some other shows at, at almostbetter.net. Um, as far as me, my record label is launching September 1st. So check out missedoutrecords.com for a, a wide assortment of cassette tapes and shit that I'm going to be selling. Maybe some shirts and shit in the future. Got some really cool foreign bands that I'm working with. I'm really excited to see what, what all goes down with that. But, um, and yeah, follow us on Instagram at missedoutrecords. But um, and also as far as the podcasts go, we're available on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all at ABT Silence. So get in touch, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like, give us suggestions for the new segment, old segments, all that stuff. But thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys. Bye. See you.